Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, Valerie, welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. How are you? I'm great, Ryan. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. We're having a nice conversation pre-recording. And so let's uh, let's keep it going. Why don't you tell my audience of Morning Upgraders who you are, what you do for a living, and then give us something that you're grateful for right now. Well, my name is Valerie Hayes, the part-time COO, and I am what's called a fractional COO, which is just a fancy name for a part-time COO. And I work with entrepreneurs and small businesses that are are on a fast growth path, but they're not large enough yet to need a full-time COO. So I come in and they benefit from my years of experience, you know, helping businesses grow. So it's sort of like they're buying speed, right? A fractional COO is like buying speed because I'm able to help them achieve their business growth goals faster. Something I'm really grateful for right now is I have great clients that I work with. It's challenging. The issues they're facing are fun to solve and achieve the business goals and then you know set even more aggressive, exciting business goals. And I think that liking the clients you're working with and believing in what they're doing just makes the job that more much more fun. How many clients can you work with at one time realistically? I like to stick to about four clients at a time. Because okay. first of all, I don't want to make myself crazy by working 24-7. <laughs> and secondly... You need to allow yourself enough time in a week so that you're able to focus on unexpected events without cutting into your personal life, in my opinion. And so four is sort of a really, really good number for me. I mean, it's still, I mean, think about all the details you're managing, even with four clients, that's still a lot. How do you keep yourself organized, time management, any any time management tips that that you rely on? You know, most fractional COOs work with two to three. So obviously to juggle four clients does take a little more organization. And over the years, I have sort of out of necessity developed both a morning routine and then I have an evening routine that sets up my morning routine. I put myself through college. And so I was working to put myself through college. I was totally out on my own, you know, paying my own rent, food, tuition, everything, car, And so I had to be really organized so that I could work enough to pay for everything. I didn't do student loans. I paid for my tuition. I paid for my rent. I paid for everything. And so I had to learn to be really, really organized. And so I would carry around this little spiral notebook, you know, with the things I needed to do that week and then the things I needed to do each day. And then I started using, you know, just basic planners. And sometimes I think people think that getting a planner or a notebook is going to solve the issue for you is just going to sort of automatically, you know, create more time in your schedule. But it's really about sitting down and thinking about what you need to do, making identifying the priorities, estimating how much time each thing is going to take, then adding in buffer time so that you have time to deal with the unexpected. And then, you know, those are the things that you do that day. And so I have a, a I have found that routines make it very, very easy to be disciplined because I don't think any of us are naturally disciplined. But having a standard routine that you just sort of automatically jump into in the morning makes it very, very easy to be disciplined. And so I'm able to realistically have almost half a half a day's work done before my team members hit the office. All right. Well, let's talk about your morning. 
you mentioned you have an evening routine too. So that's interesting. So I want to hear about that, but let's start with your morning. What, what does that look like? Yeah. Generally speaking, I woke up, I wake up around five o'clock and I tend to, I, I know you're not supposed to look at your email first, but I totally look at my email <laughs> and then I look uh-huh. at the news because I'm sort of a current events junkie. And then I feel like I've sort of set for the day and ready to jump in. And that's when I create all of my content where I'm writing blog posts or creating, uh, maybe I'm, I'm developing some content for a client. Maybe I'm working on something they're going to send to their clients, or maybe I'm putting together a compensation plan for the sales team, or I might be doing some copywriting. I do a lot of copywriting for my clients. And I do that for about 90 minutes because I find that after 90 minutes, my attention span kind of needs a break. So that's when I get dressed and have breakfast, You know, come down and unload the dishwasher, the glamorous things of life, take the dogs out, do all that stuff. And I get dressed and come to work. And then I have about an hour in there before the team shows up. And during that period of time, I'm cleaning out my email box. I believe in a very clean email box. and noting anything that's come in that I need to add to the task list for that day. And then I prioritize things. And I have a little stand by my computer where I can set my planner. And then I can just, you know, go down the list of things. It's so very simple. And do them one after the other. And I find that that system works for me. I think the important thing is to find a system that works for you. Although Mm -hmm. there are some general concepts that are universal, planning ahead, estimating time, establishing priorities, you know, how you actually implement it can be personalized and you'll still achieve the goal. What planner do you recommend and why do you recommend it? You know, I've tried several different planners and I think it's good to try several different planners because they all have a slightly different approach. But I landed on Michael Hyatt's full focus planner. I like it because I guess there's a variety of features I really like about it. It's small enough that it can sit fit in a tote bag or a handbag. It's not one of those giant ones that you feel like, you know, is an apparatus that you're carrying around. I also like that it asks you to evaluate your week at the end of the week and sort of think through what you want to do the same or differently, improve on, do more of the next week. You identify three things every day that you're trying to accomplish. And then you have, you know, those are more project-related things. And then you have more task-related things. And then you also have a place for appointments as well as notes. And I just find that it has the right balance of enough thought and enough information, but not too much. Some of the ones that have extensive journaling in them, I just found that a little overwhelming and time-consuming. And I find that this is really efficient and really works for me. I'm familiar with Michael Hyatt. I know I know about his journal. And for, for everyone listening, you know, we talk about journaling on this podcast a lot. And this this is kind of like, you know, journaling on steroids because I'm not familiar with Michael Hyatt's journal, but I am familiar with something similar called Monk Manual. I don't know, Valerie, if you've heard of that monk manual. No. Mm-mm. It's it's all on the same lines. There's obviously differentiators, but it, it's basically it's like a nice leather-bound journal. Oh, nice. That you it's a morning and night thing. It asks you certain questions, what you're grateful for, task list, and it creates an experience out of organizing your thoughts. And so I know one of the guys in my mastermind has been using the monk manual for two years now. And it's at least for him, it's been life-changing. He actually started coaching with the the guy wow. who created the monk manual. And so his whole 
the change I'm seeing in him, I'm not saying just because of the journaling, but it's, it was a catalyst for, for change. I know it sounds really trite and cliche, but planning and thinking, you know, we're so accustomed during the day to just doing and acting and, you know, implementing and making decisions that it's almost hard to carve out time to be introspective and plan and, you know, think about, okay, if this doesn't go the way I want it to, what are my options or what are my alternative, you know, approaches here? I think that that goes a long way to helping you get to your goals faster. So even if you just take 15, 20 minutes a day to set up the next day, and I take maybe half an hour, 45 minutes once a week to set up the next week, I think it really pays off. It does. I've used similar products and um, and I journal every day. And it's just, yeah, you have to get, give yourself time to get into the groove for everyone listening. You know, you have to create a habit out of it, but you'll find that once you get into the habit of doing it, when you don't do it, you, you feel like something's missing. And it does help organize your thoughts and your day and something so simple, but so powerful. Exactly. So Valerie, in the beginning, you mentioned that you have a morning routine, which we covered, and you have a nighttime routine. What does your nighttime routine look like? Right. So at the end of the day, I hang out with my two dogs and my husband, have dinner, maybe do some things around the house or you know, watch a show or something like that. And at 7.30 every night, I take 30 minutes it usually doesn't take me 30 minutes and and I get myself, you know, a soda or maybe a little dessert treat and I sit down with my planner and I go through what I'm planning to do tomorrow. I carry over anything that I wasn't able to get to today, maybe to I carry it over to the next day or later in the week. I make notes about things that I don't want to forget for the next day and I actually black out time on my calendar for the things that I'm going to do the next day. I find that if I assign tasks to specific time frames, that I'm more likely to get everything done. Otherwise, I find it easy to sort of get stalled on a particular task and maybe spend too mm-hmm. long on it. Yeah. And I find that this process really, really helps me because in the morning when I wake up, I'm ready to go right away. I don't have to stop and think, what am I going to do? What am I supposed to do? What order am I supposed to do it in? I already have it all mapped out. So I can just sort of jump right in and uh, start the day without really even thinking about it. Yeah. You're making me think because I set, I set my priorities for the day in my morning routine, but it would be it might make sense to change that flow a little bit because I'm thinking you're making me think like the end of my work day, my mind is fresh with what I need to get done or what I ha- what I didn't get finished today. And just carry that over to the next day while it's fresh in my mind and write it down on my to-do list as opposed to trying to think of it in the morning. It's a system that works well for me, but I think the important part is, you know, everybody is different. Keep working okay. on systems and planners and processes and find what works best for you because what works for me or what makes for you might not work for someone else. I think the important thing is to have a system to plan. It doesn't mean to be my system or your system or someone else's system, but find a system that works for you and then stick with it. Do you monitor or do you turn your electronics off a certain time before bed or do you not do that? I turn my electronics off at nine o'clock. I have a do not disturb. So, uh, of course, I have that setting, though, where, you know, family members, emergency situations can come through. I think it's also fairly well known amongst my friend and families that after eight o'clock, that's sort of when I start winding down. At eight o'clock, I go upstairs, I sit in my sitting room and I read. I do about an hour of reading every night. And it just sort of winds, helps me wind down and sort of, you know, refresh. 
and then I go to bed at nine, but I get up very early in the morning, which is when I do all of my writing. So again, I think for some people, turning on your, off your electronics is very, very important. I don't look at a screen after eight o'clock at night because I like to have an hour of no blue screen um, contact because I yeah. find that it helps me go to sleep faster. But there are lots of resources for different evening protocols or, or processes all over the internet. And again, it's just a matter of finding the one that works best for you. Yeah, I like the idea. That, I mean, reading is the, the obvious choice for trying to get away from the screens. What, what book have you most recently read or are you reading right now? Well, in the evenings, I do not read business books because if I do read business books in the evening, I'm, you know, I've got a hundred thousand ideas going through my head. So I am a history history buff. I read historical biographies. And right now I'm reading a very esoteric book about Philippa of Hanalt, who was Edward III's queen. And Edward III is considered, uh, he was a British king and he's often referred to as the father of England. And, you know, although I'm sure that I would never match up with all of the great historians, it's really just a method to turn my brain off from business so that I'm not staying up all night thinking of ideas. Well, I'm going to give a shout out to my brother, Scott, again, I don't know if he still listens to the podcast, but if you do, hello, Scott. And uh, I'm giving him, giving him a shout out because he likes to read the same kind of books. He listens to like these 30 to 40 hour marathons and audible like biographies of certain presidents and other figures. And so he probably would be, he probably would love what you're reading right now. Yeah, it would probably be totally simpatico. <laughs> Whereas for me, I'd probably make it five minutes in and be just uh, stone cold asleep. Well, again, you know, everybody has their thing. My husband sketches at night. He likes to draw. Oh, that's So that's his non-screen time. He gets out, you know, his sketch pad and and various pencils and whips something up. So everybody's got their thing. Very true. All right. So I've got one last question for you, Valerie. So, and then we'll wrap up with you telling everyone how they can learn more about you. So my last question for you is is around the meaning of life. Uh, through your lens and, and experiences thus far, in your opinion, uh, what is the meaning of life? You know, I think my thought on this has evolved over time. I think it's very easy to get caught up into thinking that the meaning of life is to provide a certain service through your business or to achieve, you know, milestone accomplishments. And for me, I've come to feel that the meaning of life is about creating joy in my own life and in the life of my family. And I do that through my business. My business gives me a lot of joy. I really enjoy what I do. I enjoy the clients that I work with and it just makes me feel good and, and, and and I really find joy through that. I also find joy in my dogs and my husband and my family. And so I guess for me, life has become less about measurable accomplishments and more about taking responsibility for creating joy in my life, doing things that create joy and not looking for excuses or reasons to be miserable and then blame it on everyone else. Creating joy. I love that answer. It's a great way to end the conversation. Thanks for everything you shared, Valerie. Uh, if someone Thanks, wants to reach friend. out to you, you're welcome. If someone wants to reach out to you, where should we send them? Well, my website is ValerieHayes.com. That's Valerie, V-A-L-E-R-I-E, Hayes, H-A-Y-E-S.com. I'm also very active on LinkedIn, Valerie Hayes. You can also find me on LinkedIn by uh, searching 
fractional COO. And then I'm also on Instagram and Facebook, but somewhat less active as uh, LinkedIn. And I will tell you that if you send me a message on LinkedIn through my website or anywhere else on social media, that I actually respond. (laughs) It's not someone else because I really value when people reach out. Excellent. Well, thanks again for everything you shared. Thanks, Ryan. It was great being on the show. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.